Welcome to Little Teasers Bets. My name is Harrison Eller, and I am here with longtime friend Brendan Jones. And today is our first NFL show in Prop Shop, and I am super excited. Brendan and I, we have been together for a long time. We're best friends. We've been roommates for four years and uh, graduated together. So we go way back. We've been watching football together forever. Uh, we're diehard NFL fans and even more so fantasy football fans. So uh, super excited to have him on the pod and dive into our NFL content. Brendan, how you doing? What's up, Barry? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, there's a couple things on my bucket list, you know, skydiving. Tennessee winning a national championship and uh, being a celebrity guest on Little Teasers Bets podcast. So um, I'm right. excited to be here to be a part of the team. <clears throat> well, I'm glad I can uh, cross one of those off for you, man. Um, and I hope I am there for the other two. Uh, you know, it's uh, always in the realm of possibility. I'd tandem skydive with you. Oh, yeah, I would too, man. Um, yeah, uh, we... <laughs> You know, the NFL Week 2 starts this Thursday, and man, they are gifting us with what could be the game of the year between the Chiefs and the Chargers. But before we dive into all of that, if you're not following our Twitter account, make sure to do so. That's where all of our live bets and player props will be fired off, as well as any last-minute adjustments. You can also find the spreadsheet to all of our picks there uh, in our Twitter bio. So make sure to follow that as well. Um, also, a reason to follow is next Thursday, actually, excuse me, this Thursday, we are going to be having an inbox session. Um, on Thursday's show, we're going to do our picks and then we're going to answer any questions from you guys. So feel free to message us on Twitter about any games, any players, or shoot us a DM on Twitter, or even shoot us an email at littleteasersbets at gmail.com. Now, now for the fun stuff. Chiefs play the Chargers at Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs started off as a minus three and a half favorite. Now it's up to minus four and a half. Brendan, tell me about this game. Who are you taking? Who am I taking? Put me on the spot first. Um, well, first of all, I like everyone to know that um, I was having a tantrum last week because. I couldn't get red zone on, so I missed like the first half of the one o'clock games. Um, so I didn't get to watch everything. But um, the Chiefs look red hot. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, it's kind of like watching Tennessee's offense. You just can't stop it. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so, I agree. Uh, I agree. So, um, yeah, I mean, Mahomes couldn't do anything wrong. I mean, Arizona's defense isn't very good, but I mean, they were just slinging the rock all across the field. Um, like initially, I mean, I know the line's four and a half, um, you know, and it's going to probably keep raising. Um, but I like the Chiefs in this game. I mean, I just think – I know I know the Chargers defense is very, very good. They have um, an updated defense. But um, I like the Chiefs in this one, man. I think they're on fire right now. Mm, yeah, they, they did look red hot coming out against Arizona. But – I do have the Chargers winning the Super Bowl this year. So I'm going to stick to my team. And I, I, I like the Chargers a lot. And they just beat a very formidable Raiders team. Uh, it's a divisional game and primetime game, let alone that. I, I think it'll be electrifying on all ends. I think Chargers defense is still underrated. And one thing that I think Chargers will be able to do to Kansas City is in the red zone, they have a a weapon to stop Travis Kelsey and Derwin James. I think in the red zone, they will take Derwin James, line him up over Travis Kelsey, and have him isolated with him the entire time. And again, we fired off Travis Kelsey over on the yards prop. I really liked it because Travis Kelsey is their number one weapon, hands down. And I don't think Derwin James is going to shadow Travis Kelsey by any means, but I think as soon as they do get in the red zone, he's going to get the first look. And Derwin James is a big body, great in pass protection. He's also great at the line. So, um, you know, he's, he is known to get back and get a couple sacks. And I think that with him being lined up on the line, they will line him up over Travis Kelsey. And he could uh, phase him out of the game. Now, don't get me wrong. Andy Reid can draw up anything for Travis Kelsey, yeah, and yeah. Travis Kelsey can do it. I mean, dude, Travis Kelsey's a grown-ass man. And so 
Um, I, I do think he can definitely handle that, but Chargers will at least have a plan. And I love Herbie, man. I really do. I, I think he is taking another step up again this year, and the Chiefs' defense is not as sound as it was last year. They lost Tyron Matthew and a couple of their defensive linemen. So I think it's going to be more of a shootout. Um, actually, you know what? I, I take that back. It's not going to be a full-blown shootout because it feels like with these divisional games, there's always some element of defense that comes into play. Uh, even if it has no merit, um, it it's, can be frustrating at times. But, you know, primetime games, it always kind of seems to work like that. And so I, I, I am super excited for this game. I think it could go either which way. Um, you know, the Chiefs do look hot. But like I said, I picked the Chargers to go all the way. And so I, I'm not putting an official pick down for this game, but Chargers, man, I love them. I love them. Hey, you, you can't win them all, you know? I mean, when was the last yeah, time? That's right. You didn't win the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's still early in the season. Like, I like your Chargers pick. I think they have a good team. Um, and I think they definitely could win the Super Bowl. Um, but to touch on what you were saying about, like, the Chargers defense, Derwin Van Shadow and taking away Kelsey. They just, you know, the play that I love them. They're so creative on the goal line. You know, the little shovel, the shovel option. Either way, it's like Kelsey's always opening. You know I'm talking about, but they can run that. Yeah. Way. Then they have a burner and Miko Hardeman to just take um, cornerbacks every which way. And I just think that Andy Reid is going to be able, he always has been able to um, draw up stuff that you can't stop, even who's on the other side. Um, but a question that I have for you. Um, is on the other side of the ball, if you want to talk kind of, kind of about how the Chargers are going to attack that defense and how much does Keenan Allen being out affect the scenario? Um, I, I don't really think it affects that much because in a game where the Chargers won, they didn't even really utilize Mike Williams. And we all know how good Mike Williams can be. Josh Palmer is going to step right into Keenan Allen's role opposite of Mike Williams. and. I think he is severely underrated. Uh, Herbert's talked about him a ton um, in the offseason and how he's grown uh, really good. And uh, Gerald Everett, you know, he's the new tight end there, and he's a lot better than dusty old Jared Cook was last year. So now they have a viable option. So I, I think that this is kind of a next man up mentality. And as long as Justin Herbert's throwing the ball, it doesn't matter. He's going to get the job done, and it will be a formidable offense either which way. Now, that brings me to another thing I want to talk about. I am normally not somebody that bets on anytime touchdowns often. Uh, it, there's just a lot of negative EV, negative expected value that comes from it. You know, you can only win those like 20% of the time or something. So why bet on something that you're going to lose? But if you're into that kind of thing, man, I understand because I like to throw around sometimes too. And that's what the show is about. We're about the casual betting and having fun. And so I'm not putting down any official picks for it. But if I had to, if I had to, which means I'm going to do it on my personal books, I really like these two people to score a touchdown. One, I like Josh Pommel to score. Anytime he's played above 60% of the snaps for the Chargers, he scored a touchdown. Three games last year, he played above 60% of the snaps and scored all three times. Now, um, everything's bound to fall, but I, I like it. I think he's at plus 190 right now to score anytime touchdown. They're going to need somebody to step up for Keenan Allen. And if all the focus is going to be on Mike Williams, I think it's very much in the realm of possibility. Another one. Now this is gonna this is gonna be kind of crazy, but Justin Herbert rushing touchdown. Kansas City is one of the league worst in giving up quarterback rushing touchdowns, and I, this could you know Herbert's got a sneaky good set of wheels, um, and maybe because he's younger, but when he needs to run, he will a hundred percent. It's not something the Chargers draw up. It's not going to be some uh, preset play where he's running, but if he gets in there and all of his options are um, covered, then he's going to run the ball in. So that's a very fun line for me, uh, very much plus odds. Uh, because of that, I'm not giving it as a show official pick, but 
if you're into that kind of thing, man, that, that's where I'd keep my eyes out for. Uh, the Chiefs, two hit or miss, you never know. Um, so I, I kind of shy away with those guys. But yeah, I love this game for so many reasons. Do you have any uh, anytime touchdown TDs? Well, see, like something that I'll never take in like something like this is like a Travis Kelsey at minus one sixty, which is what he's at, because that's just like not really giving me anything. And even mm-hmm. like he isn't bound like what you were saying about Derwin James. He isn't. He could get completely locked up at the um, goal line, and if that's the case, then that's just like a, a waste of money right there. Um, this is my favorite bet of all time. Is anytime TD scores, I just think <laughs> it is so electric. Cause it's one play. And then you're like screaming and yelling at the TV. It's the best. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I hit that Will Disley first was, touchdown score last night. I thought and of I you. almost when he did that. I thought of you, but then you texted me that you I, actually did it. That's so funny. Now uh, this is a disclaimer. I normally never take first time touchdown, but here, here, here's the situation. I'm living alone. I had this fun game to watch and I had some insight on Will Disley that he was going to be tied in one uh, rather than no, no fan. So why not? I, I wanted to make things fun. It was a Monday night. I was bored out of my mind. So I decided to have a little bit of fun and uh, gosh, man, it, it sure, sure was crazy. I can't believe it actually hit. Uh, it's probably going to tempt me into doing more, which is really bad because there's a ton of negative EV into it. But, you know, who cares, man? If you, if, you, if that's how you have fun, have fun with it. I sure as hell did. So, um, but yeah, that, that was crazy. One thing that I would stay away from, honestly, is the Chiefs' backfield. I'm trying to look it up. Pacheco had 12 carries. Clyde had seven. McKinnon had four. So it's like I wouldn't I'm, – I'm not taking a running back at this point because any of them could be they all play near the goal line also it's like any of them could be in it anytime i know clyde scored two um last game but those are definitely ones that i wouldn't take honestly i like the palmer i like the palmer one a lot um you know he's just a solid player and he's not going to be somebody that kansas city's defense is going to try to just eliminate um so that's the case he has the ball in his hands he can make play so um i like that unofficial pick that i won't take I don't want to lose any more money, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's one that that jumped out at me when I heard about the Keenan news. Yeah, well, I, I'm super excited for that game. I'm so glad it's the first one of the slate. Uh, we get that on Thursday night and just kickstart NFL Week Two off hot. So the next one I wanted to point out, man, Tampa Bay is at New Orleans. New Orleans is a three point dog, and you know, Nala's is a hard place to play. Um, and I'm going to be honest, man, something was off with Brady and the Bucks. Something was weird. You know, we, we took them um, last week and that bet cashed. But, dude, it, it just was weird. Tom Brady looked off. Um, the offense looked off. Other than a few deep balls to Julio Jones, they really didn't get anything going. Uh, Leonard Fournette kind of carried him and shouldered that entire offense. And, man, I also think New Orleans is underrated. Uh, They do have quite a bit of talent on their roster. Um, We'll see how the play calling is because Sean Payton's no longer there. So that'll be really the only thing holding the Saints back. But this game gives me the scaries, man. I really have no idea which way this is going to sway. I mean, the Brady scenario is 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 so weird with what's going on with all the drama with his uh, wifey and everything. So I don't know what to. I thought he would come out and throw for like six hundred yards in the game against the the Cowboys. So I just thought he was going to be like, you know, let's get after, it. let's let's do it, game time. But he really didn't. They looked off. New Orleans is like the opposite of what they were with Sean, with Sean Payton. Like, yeah. I mean, they have Jameis, and Jameis had the best stat line ever of like forty touchdowns and thirty picks or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I mean, I think they're just gonna let him throw the ball, um, which is interesting. Like Michael Thomas played pretty well. Um, they got all the guys involved, but yeah, I, this is one. 
when I saw the line, I just immediately went to the next one because I have absolutely no clue about this one. Um, but the Saints being dogs at home, I like that. But yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a it's a good pick. I feel like I, I would definitely understand. If somebody told me they took Saints plus three, I would 100% understand. I still have a lot to think about on that game. Did Tristan Wirfs get hurt? I think he did. Yeah, I, he got hurt. Uh, jury's still out on what exactly is going to happen there. Uh, Bucks O-line, man, it, it's, it's bad. down bad. Yeah. It's down tremendously bad. And Brady can't move anymore since he's 80 years old, so it's like... <laughs> I mean... yeah. If, if in the Saints defense is always pretty nice, you know, this it always is, man. And like, if they can get pressure on him, he is not going to be too happy. So, um, what we talked about, I kind of like the Saints. <laughs> the Saints better yeah, I mean, I know I'm kind of growing that way too. And the the big argument I'll give against the Saints is the Bucks linebackers can take away the short pass game, uh, which you know equates to Kamara and Michael Thomas slant boy. And, you know, Jameis obviously prefers vertical passing attacks. So that, you know, take that as you will, uh, make your own analysis with that. Um, but from that, some props that I'm going to be looking for and make sure to follow the Twitter because if we see anything we like, we're going to fire those out. But props that I'm watching for is uh, Chris Olave yards. I think he had a down week, um, just the way things, just the way game flow and game script went last week. I think he's going to be the main point of attack for Jameis just because Jameis loves to stretch the field. He's not going to check it down unless he absolutely has to. And the main guy that's going to be running those routes, I feel like it's going to be Chris Olave. Um, so be watching for those. If you get a good line at like 38, uh, smash it. Um, uh, Alvin Kamara reception yards, if they inflate that, uh, just make sure to look out for it. And, you know, I potentially may take the under if they do inflate it because of the way the Bucks linebackers operate. And then Rashad White and Lenny receptions. Um, you know, Saints D is pretty good. It's at home. This could be a check down mania for those two running backs. So uh, Rashad White played a little bit more than people think. Uh, I know Lenny had a game where he kind of shouldered the weight of the entire Bucks offense, but um, he's a sleeper. Uh, Rashad White, if he gets like a, if he gets like a one and a half reception total, I may take that as well, as long as it's not juiced up. But yeah, that that's gonna be a fun game. I'm super excited to watch that one, mainly because I want to see what Brady does. I don't know what the hell's going on with him, but he he's fighting demons out there, dude. Looks like he hasn't slept in weeks. But he ages like fine wine. I think he looks better than he did when he was 30. Well, it's because he's had plastic surgery so many times. I mean, it's dude's jawline. He keeps getting dude, he, look, he looks like handsome Squidward. You, you seen that <laughs> picture? I have seen. Yeah, he's got the jawline of handsome Squidward. It's ridiculous. But anyway. I am the handsome Squidward. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's why. I don't know. Too much plastic you, surgery. Do you actually think that – what was Rashad White's reception line last week? One and a half seems so low to me. Yeah, I think that's what it was last week, and I, I wish I took it. But, you know, you can't project that week one. You never know how they're going to use somebody. But um, Lenny is RB1, hands down, obviously. But like I said, Rashad White, he played more than um, – what the casual viewer may have expected. So uh, be be on the lookout for that. The next game that we're uh, looking into, one that I'm going to give an official pick for for the show, Washington Commanders. Oh, I hate that name. At the Lions, Lions minus two and a half favorites. I really, really love the Lions this year. I'm a huge Dan Campbell truther. And they just hung tight with a really good Eagles team. You know, a lot of people uh, are picking Eagles to, you know, win the NFC. And I understand that. They have a really good team. But I I think Jared Goff is surrounded by very underrated weapons. I think their offensive line is extremely good. Their defense is just really bad. 
but I am kind of banking on Carson Wentz to be Carson Wentz. And if if the Lions can get up early here and force Carson Wentz to have to like do something other than make a couple deep ball throws and hand the ball off, then I, I, I love the Lions here. I really do. What do you think? So a couple things. First, touch on the Eagles. I feel like this is a perfect season where the Eagles win 12 games and lose in the first round of the playoffs, honestly. That's what I feel. I'm just going to put that right here so that when it happens, you can clip this and show everybody when the playoffs are out, okay? Um, yeah. Just don't tell me. Um, but, no, I, um, I watched a video today of the Lions offensive line, what they were doing to the Eagles. They looked like like in uh, – it was just run plays. But what they were doing and, like, the pulling and the, the trap plays and everything, they looked really, really good. Um, it was like everything was so clean. There was always a blocker right in front of their man. It's like no one slipped up the whole game. Um, yeah, and they graded a lot better on run protection than they did pass protection, which that, uh, it, it's kind of a caution sign because, uh, you know, in a game in which um, Jared Goff has to throw a lot, you, that kind of worries you. But he had to do that against the Eagles, and shoot, they almost came back, man. It was 38-35, uh, so it, they can do it. Um, but their running block, their run blocking is very, very good. Uh, I think they graded um, second out of PFF run block grades. So, uh, really, really exciting. And you know, uh, some some props to look forward to could be a Jamal Williams or DeAndre Swift. Just keep on the lookout for that. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a game of uh, two absolute premier dumpster quarterbacks in this game because you know what I think about Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is like the worst quarterback ever because when he was on the Rams, Sean McVay would have to have a coach tell him to stop talking into the mic because Jared can't hear you anymore. So it's like, and I can't this act. Carson Wentz, you know, I mean, Wentz. So, you know, being getting over uh, on some interceptions or something in that game, that would um, – that would look nice, I feel like. Yeah. I, if Carson Wentz opens up with a half interception line, I may dive on that too, uh, especially playing at Detroit. Another one I'm looking at is Antonio Gibson rushing. Uh, he's kind of the solo rusher here. And, you know, even though the Lions' offensive line is really good, <laughs> their defensive line is atrocious. Um, we just saw what the Eagles did. Uh, they ran all over them at will. Uh, so if Antonio Gibson opens up at a respectable line, that's one that we'll be taking as well. well let me now, ask you. okay, go for it. Who was who was PFF rated number one in rushing O line? Was it the was it the Eagles? Yeah, it was. I mean, the Eagles line is so good. So I mean, I mean, the the Lions D line is not good. But at the same time, the Eagles have a stud O-line. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I agree with you what you're saying about um, that rush. I mean, Antonio Gibson is, you know, if he doesn't have an ankle or a knee or a hamstring or whatever, I mean, he's a good runner. So um, I like that take also on that game. Well, speaking of the Eagles, Vikings are plus three dogs at Philly. Vikings look really good. They just whipped up on Aaron Rodgers. Pretty pretty handily. Um, and, and the Vikings defense is also really good too. Uh, I don't want I don't want that to uh, kind of you know get lost in, in the mix because of how bad the Vikings just beat them. Uh, they do have a good defense uh, talent wise. Now I, I'm not sure here, here's where it gets funny. The numbers and performance tell me to bet on the Vikings. But Kirk Cousins is eight and seventeen in primetime games. Oh, he's the worst. He's he literally the worst. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, he's gonna have to prove, I think, to me that he can do it this year before I trust him uh, in primetime. I, I may change my mind and lay Vikings plus three, but right now I. I can't. I can't do it, man. I can't work myself up to take him in prime time. What do you? Mm. 
all the game, pretty much like what the eighty percent of the games last week were decided by like I think five points or something like that. I mean, having three points on that on that cover for the Vikings, you know, if you think it's going to be a close game, um, that sounds pretty good to me. But um, yeah, but no, man, I um. I am looking for people to stop saying Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback. He is in prime time, but just in general. Um, with the new <laughs> offense scheme, um, Kevin O'Connell, is that their coach's name? Yeah, Kevin O'Connell. He came over from the Rams. Yeah, so he was a John McVay disciple. And, um, you know, and he threw the rock a lot in the last game. And Justin Jefferson is unguardable. He is literally unguardable. Um, so I kind of hope that Kirk Cousins plays well. Uh, dude, I, I hope he does too, man. I, I have a fair share of uh, Jefferson shares in fantasy football, so I uh, would love that. But, um, you know, 71% of the money is on Vikings tickets. Really? I, I did not ex- – yeah, I did not expect that. Um, you know, and that that's at Vikings plus three. It's at Philly, and the Eagles have a ferocious offensive line. Vikings D-line is middle of the pack. Um, like I think dead middle of the pack at like 16. So it's a, this one's truly up for grabs and it will be decided. uh, I think by the start of the game, because that's how Philly operates, man. They're such a run heavy team. And well, you know, I, I take that back now with AJ Brown and other weapons, they can pass, you know, AJ Brown had a, a great day in terms of receiving. But in the past, last year, the way that the Eagles worked was, you know, it was hard for them to play keep up if a team jumped out ahead because of how much they run. And and with that, I it's hard to imagine this team playing keep up if the Vikings get ahead with Jalen Hurts' legs. So, you know, maybe maybe Jalen Hurts can do it. Um but, you know, if the Vikings do get ahead, we'll have to really test how well Jalen Hurts is with his arm. And that's something we really haven't seen is that he can do that, um, at least at this point. So, um, but A.J. Brown is so good. Can anyone on the Vikings match up with A.J. Brown? I don't, I don't think so. The same on the other side of Jefferson. Um, I would love for that to be a nice high-scoring game. That'd be really fun. I would too. I would too, uh, man. That that is a game I look forward to the most. But no, I wanted to point out something. I don't know what Jalen Hurts um like past attempts or last year, but he threw the ball thirty two times last game, which I feel like is really yeah. high for him. Maybe the fact that, that that's they more have, they've got Brown, Smith, Goddard, um, you know, the bats can catch out of the backfield. Um, and everyone is so concerned about Hurts running that it should open it up more for him to get some good looks at some passing plays. So, um, you know, they could be more pass-heavy this year. And they, they did about 32 times last game. I mean, they had a really comfortable lead for a while, and then it kind of got closer. But, you know, we'll just have to see, I guess. I mean, it's so early in the season. Yeah, and – It'll be a fun game to watch because I think it'll reveal a lot about the characteristics of both of these teams and what we can expect in these uh, big-time primetime games from both of them. Now, what, the props that I'm watching out of this game, uh, Miles Sanders rushing, we know how good the Eagles' offensive line can be, how uh, average, dead-on, the Vikings' defensive line can be. Um, so I, I'm I'm watching that one. If it comes out in favor, uh, I'm going to take that one as well. Dalvin Cook receptions could be interesting here because if if they have a juice line, um, I'm not going to take it. But if they open it low, then it could be interesting because you know you can easily see this game playing out. Eagles get up, Vikings have to play comeback, and you know every team it feels like when they're playing from below and they have to get you know, a touchdown really quick or, you know, three points really quick. Their offense is just funneled through, you know, they're receiving running backs, catching checkdowns. So uh, I'm watching that one. I'm going to see if it comes out favorably. Uh, If not, I'm just going to stay away. 
no, like you say, if they get a negative game script like that, um, you want the ball in your best player's hand. And the two best players on that offense are Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. But if they're not throwing it to Jefferson, I would expect them to throw to Cook. Yeah, and I have the utmost faith that Kevin O'Connell knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. So we can, uh, we can expect that. All right, next game. Pittsburgh versus New England. New England is a minus one favorite. It's at Pittsburgh. I almost said it's at Heinz Field, but uh, that's not sad. They're uh, they're getting rid of Heinz Field, man. How do you how do you feel about that as a Steelers fan? Well, I'm kind of wishing you wouldn't say that, so I don't sound biased when I do this pick in a minute. But um, <laughs> I was just there actually um, for the Tennessee Pittsburgh game. They play in the same stadium, and I thought it was weird. I was walking in, and I was like. I can't remember what the new name is called. Are they tearing down the stadium? Or they just um, I, I'm not sure what they're doing. I think they're just renaming it Heinz or renaming it from Heinz Field. Uh, I think they're still thinking about tearing it down, though. Dang, that makes me sad then. But yeah, it, it it already has a different name. I thought it was super weird. I was like, "Where's the where's the mustard bottles at?" But um. But yeah, um, so this game, I can honestly tell you, I did not watch a single play in the Patriots game. So I can't tell you anything about the Patriots except for what they scored three points. Uh, yeah, they scored more than that, I think, in garbage time. But they looked disgusting. And I, now that we're talking about it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my quick analysis. Patriots lost Josh McDaniels, who's been calling plays for them for years. And, you know, we all know Bill Belichick is a defensive-minded guy. And, you know, maybe he's got some, some of his guru with offense. But the, the Patriots haven't even named a play caller. No, nobody knows who's calling the plays. And everybody thinks it's Matt Patricia. Um, even though Matt Patricia was a defensive coordinator just a few years ago before he went and shit the bed at the lines i mean we all saw how his tenure as head coach went it was so so fucking bad oh my gosh it gets me heated um but yeah the pats i don't know what they're doing and every time bill belichick has a press conference now he does not sound like himself every year it's like on to the next uh be fine uh we're gonna do this you know very robotic but this time, it feels like he's kind of pulling excuses out of his ass of why his team is so bad. So it's a big red flag because I think that he's uncomfortable with this team. I think he he's not confident that this team can walk out there and win any given Sunday. And so I like the Pittsburgh uh, pick. I think that their defense is really good. Um, maybe Joe Burrow just played really, really bad. But, you know, they they just beat a a team that was in the Super Bowl a couple months ago, you know? I will, uh, I will say this. Um, first of all, the Steelers' defense is always good, and you always think it's not going to be good, and then it's good. Um, Burrow played horrible. There were four picks in the first half. Um, now, that, that was not because of the Steelers' defense. That was because of Burrow. But something that actually could have been um, pressure in the quarterback is T.J. Watt, who is now injured. Um, they still have Kim Hayward, and they still have a pretty good um, – uh, they just got Miles Jack this year um, to be in that linebacker group. But um, without T.J. Watt, I think you see that defense regress just a little bit. However, um, the Patriots literally don't have a valid offensive player on their team. So I don't know. You know, I, I thought the series offense played pretty well. Um, Najee has that uh, Liz Frank thing he's dealing with. Um, but, you know, they've got that – I don't know what round he was. Uh, quarterback – I mean, a uh, running back who beat out Benny Snell to be their number two running back, Warren, who's a pretty explosive guy. He's a young guy. Um, and, I mean, Trubisky didn't play that bad. So, um, this isn't going to be a fireworks game for sure. Um, but I definitely think the Steelers are going to win this game, being at home. Yeah, out of curiosity, how, how do you feel about Trubisky being at the helm of the Steelers' offense? You know – Wait, he was drafted second. Um, I don't know why. No one knows why. Um, but he's always been on a bad team. Or he was on the Bears. They just sucked. Um, I don't know who their coach was, but, you know, the 
you know, everything sucked over there for him. No weapons to the ball. Yeah. And he was back up for Josh Allen. I actually think that was the best thing for him was to be um, under – what's Dayball's first name? Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball, um, who was the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach on the Bills with Josh Allen. Then for him to learn under Josh Allen also, I actually think that was one of the best things that ever could happen to him. Um, but, no, I'm comfortable with it. You know, um, the line, the O-line still stinky. Um, <laughs> you got some guys to throw the ball to. Um, and a healthy Najee is – not explosive, but it's a decent running back. Um, I like it. You know, I mean, hope I would. I hope because I love the narrative of Kenny Pickett being from Pittsburgh, going to the University of Pittsburgh, and then being drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like it's just fate. He's supposed to. He's supposed to be the franchise quarterback. Um, but I'm extremely comfortable with with Trubisky, honestly. Yeah, I'm really hoping that they roll out Kenny Pickett here soon, and you know, I will kind of go to the other end of the table of your take there. And I think Mitch Trubisky is not good. And everyone else to, uh, to, uh, Tagovailoa had a 52.8 PFF grade, zero big time throws, two turnover worthy plays. And he had the second lowest rate of accurate plus throws. You know who the only quarterback that was worse than him in all of that? Mitch Trubisky. No, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Well, <laughs> and I, I, so let, let's, let's story tell with some of those numbers. Tua, barely ahead of Trubisky, was the one that kind of barely beat this New England team. It was an, a nasty game. He threw 10 times to Tyreek Hill, who had an average A dot of like two yards. So basically, he threw it to Tyreek and he ran. Jalen Waddell, you know, he threw a slant to him, and then Jalen Waddell pretty much took off with it. Now, I'm not saying two is not good, but he didn't play good the first week. He didn't play well the first week. And I think with them barely squeaking out against New England at home, um, and the only one worse was Mitch Trubisky, that's what worries me. But at the same time, I feel like Steelers defense is better than Miami's. And I, I like, you know, Mike Tomlin versus Bill Belichick in this one. Um, and I don't know, man. Pittsburgh just, it seems like a very robust pick to me. Although two-thirds of the tickets are on Steelers, I still think it's a really, really good pick. You said it right there, um, two words, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, he, he's the goat, man. And he, uh, I feel like he is one that is a player elevator. You know, with, with Ben not being able to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field, they made the playoffs. Yeah, they, the, roster that he's been, he, the roster that he's been given the past five years, no coach would make it out of. None. No. He, so he, res, respect to him. He finds ways to win. Um, that was really interesting about that stat about Trubisky because I did not know that. Um, but, but, yeah, man, I just think, like I said, the Steelers defense is better. Um, I mean, Belichick's a goat coach, but the Patriots, Patriots are just not good. Um, Steelers being at home, having Mike Tomlin, I'm taking the Steelers here. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, maybe, maybe I would be very surprised if it happened, but that's why we love the NFL, man. It's full of surprises. Uh, props that I'm looking for in this game, absolutely none. This game looks so <laughs> gross. Um, I uh, yeah, just stay away. Do yourself a favor and stay away. Um, now those were some of the the games that had the best looking lines to me, and which uh, came off unexpected in my eye. Um, the rest of them were kind of expected. Uh, I am glad that you know Seahawks are playing at Forty ers and this one interested me too, but. Uh, it feels like the books are not heavy on the Seahawks, even after their uh, convincing win last night. Um, and I kind of agree. I, I think 49ers may be pissed off. Um, I think we may see some Jimmy G. Uh, and so... Trey Lance stares on fantasy teams. Don't say that. He's on a short leash, and I think that... It, it may, may be sooner rather than later, but 
Um, yeah, Seahawks plus 10 at 49ers. Uh, 70% of the money is on Seahawks plus 10. So very interesting, but um, that's one that I would shy away from personally. What do you think? I think plus 10 is way too long of a line. Honestly, like I don't like, I don't think uh, the only way that the 49ers, the only possible way the 49ers can cover that. Um, now, first, I want to preface it by saying they just played in a monsoon at the Bears. I don't even know how they could see um, and not fall down from the pools of water that were on the field. Um, but in my opinion, that game, it's like there was not even a game. So people are basing the rest of the season based off what the 49ers did last game. I think that's very wrong to do. Um, yeah. I think that, um, they're going to do what Kyle Shanahan does. And now they have Elijah Mitchell's hurt. And put the ball in Jeff Wilson's belly and in Trey Lance's hands. And um, I think they're going to be able to play a pretty nice game. Um, I just don't know what to think about the Seahawks. Because that, yeah, that, I, that goes the other way. Because everyone was like, oh, Russ is on the uh, Broncos now. The Broncos have all these weapons. Did the, were the Broncos not as good? Or are the Seahawks better than we think? Like, I don't – like. I, don't know. I personally, I, I think that was a very, very bad mishandling of the game by Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos head coach. Play calling, bad. Time management, even worse. I mean, they let 30 seconds just churn off the clock in the, under a minute, and they called timeout, and they ran out uh, Brandon McManus to kick that last-minute field goal from – 64 yards. Why? Why do that? Like, why not take a timeout? He had a timeout that he could have used right there, called it, and at least thought about it, man. At least think about it. Take your timeout. And you know what? You paid all this money for Russ. Use him, man. Fourth and five. If he's not, if nobody's open, he's going to try and run. And, you know, that that's a higher than 50-50 chance that he gets that. I like. I think it's even a sixty or seventy percent chance, and I like those odds, and I would take him if I was Nathaniel Hackett. But really bad miss uh, time mismanagement, and really really bad play calling. Because if you know, he could have got in his bag with that offense, man. And I think if you hand over that offense to uh, somebody with the mind of Andy Reid, Sean McVay. Um, Kevin O'Connell, dude, they're having a field day. And um, I, I still think the Seahawks surprised everybody and they played really well. Um, but the Seahawks came out with a definite game plan and they stuck to it and they won. Uh, Geno Smith completed like 23 of 29 passes, but only for 179 yards or something like that. I mean, there there was no explosiveness out of that offense um, because they didn't have to. They never got off script a single time. They could check down, run, check down, run, check down, run. So I don't think they can do that this game against the 49ers. Um, I think that uh, the Seahawks win last night. I'll give them the credit. They were better than I anticipated. But I also think that the Broncos are just worse than everybody anticipated due to the coaching situation right now. And I think he's got a lot to learn. Yeah, I agree with that. However, I do expect them to get significantly better throughout the season. You know, it's a learning curve. You know, there's a new quarterback to a team plus a new head coach. Didn't their entire staff get overhauled? Yeah, just about. I think they clean housed. They got a lot to learn about what their team can do. Um, But I also want to say they were in the red zone three times and came out with three points because they fumbled the ball twice on the one-yard line. So if you don't fumble the ball, you win that game handily. So yeah. I, I look at it that way if you don't make those mistakes. Because because the Broncos, the way they were able to drive the ball, they should have won that game. But they, they lost it. I don't really think Seattle won. I think the Broncos lost it. Yeah. Well, they're still 10-point favorites against the Texans. And I, I kind of like the Texans. Um, but it's at, it's at Denver. Uh, you, you, again, stay away from that game. You're just better off not touching it. But you know, I do like the Texans, man. I think I think Lovey Smith has a good team uh, going with him, and I'm excited to see how that turns out. There's gonna um, be a, 
There's going to be a book written this year titled The Legend of Davis Mills, the Texans uh, quarterback. <laughs> and his fat neck. Dude, his neck is so <laughs> huge. Um, but no, something I want to kind of point out real quick, because I just thought it was interesting. I saw a stat. Brandon Cooks had uh, 36% target share last game. Ah, oh, that's fire. I love that. That's crazy. That is crazy. It, they, I mean, they don't have any weapons, really. They've got him. No. Got I hope I, I hope Nico Collins starts to get in the mix a little bit more because he, yeah. he's kind of raw. I think he's really good. Um, but, when Mechie comes back? When Mechie comes back? Oh, he's yeah. He's going to toss that rock. Dude, I love it. And they got a good defense, too. It's a fun, fun game. Uh, Cardinals are plus six against the Raiders at Raiders. Cardinals are so bad. I mean, their defense, this is the worst defense the Cardinals team has had in years. The offense, hot take here, Cliff Kingsbury sucks. He is a phony. He's not good at X's and O's. And I think... It was just the flashy new thing to do at the time when they hired him on. He needs to go for the sake of Kyler, uh, for the sake of the franchise, because right now they're just burning away at Kyler's talent. Man, I think Cliff Kingsbury, his time is up. Um, he needs to go. So uh, not really touching this game because plus six gives uh, backdoor cover vibes. Um, do you like the Raiders? I think the Raiders are sneaky underrated. Um, they just played a really good Chargers team. So. Um, don't want to make any too quick judgments there, but man, Cardinals are really bad. What do you think? Um, I would take the Raiders plus six or minus six. Honestly, I'm not going. I'm not going to, but that's what I would do if you put a gun to my head. Maybe right. Um, the Raiders. I mean, look, Devonta Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. He can get open at any point, and it doesn't take an amazing quarterback. To to throw the ball to Devontae Adams because Devontae's so good. Um, so yeah, I think they're I think they're actually really underrated. And I have always hated the Raiders. Honestly, I don't know why. I just think they're always not very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you had a gun in my head, I would I would take Raiders. Right? The, 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 the Raiders defense is not bad at all. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say especially against. I don't know this for certain. Is I think the Cardinals. O-line is pretty bad. Is that correct? Yeah, the the entire Cardinals team is bad right yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah, if I, if I had to choose, I'd take, I'd take the Raiders right there, being at home. Um, and after coming off of a loss, um, they're ready to get, to get a W. So, that's what I would take. Yeah. Last game, I want to talk about Buffalo Bills minus 10 favorites against the Titans. It's at Buffalo. Josh Allen is that dude. Um, he, you know, we saw how well he did against the Rams last week. Titans, man, they lost a heartbreaker to the Giants. I've never been a Titans fan in the sense of I never like bought into the hype around their team. Um, you know, they they've won, they've had really good regular seasons, but it's just not sustainable. Uh, it seems like year in and year out. Um, you know. King Henry, man, he's he's on the downhill, but uh, you know they still have enough weapons, offensively and defensively, to put up a good fight. And if the play calling goes right, um, then game manager Ryan Tannehill can keep him in it. But um, you know, Bills, I think get the win. Uh, now the point spread, couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you. What do you think? I think the Titans were the worst number one seed in NFL history last year. Um, I did too. I did too. I I like still can't believe they were number one seed, but um, in the AFC, I can't believe it. Um, but the Titans do this every single game. They give the ball to Derrick Henry. They give the ball to Derrick Henry. They give the ball to Derrick Henry. The whole game. Now I want y'all to listen to me, and I have made this decision. Last night, after or two nights ago, after after <laughs> uh, watching this week, I am never ever trusting a running back who has a Liz Frank injury ever, never again, never again. Um, Henry is on the downhill. Um, how was he twenty nine? 
he's just a monster of a man. You can't put up that much production for that long in the NFL, and running backs just get obliterated. I know he's huge, but, like, running backs just get hit so many times. Um, he's not as explosive as he was, and I just don't think the Titans are very good. But what they do is that's what they do the whole game, and if they get down, they still do it. They don't even pass the ball when they're down because yeah. they, they manage the clock with Ryan Tannehill, and they just pound, pound, pound away, and you just can't do it anymore. It worked for a season. Can't do it anymore. And the Bills' defense is stacked, and the Bills are the best. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, 71% of the money, public money, is on Bills' tickets. What's the line? Minus 10. Is that the Bills? Yep, at Buffalo. Don't tempt me. Don't. Uh, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I got to be smart. Um, save that money. Uh, but yeah, bill, bills look really good. I think they just beat a struggling uh, Super Bowl hungover Rams team. Um, so I'm not taking that win as a like crazy nice victory, but. Uh, they still looked really good. So this game, um, it's a primetime game. And you know how I feel about those primetime games, man. I guess you're you know right. how I feel about them. Whatever we expect to happen is not going to happen because it's primetime. Um, yeah, yeah. Here, here, here's, here's something I told Brendan a while ago. And I like to think that it's true more often than not. But it is games that are on the 12 o'clock slate. More so, I mean, even some of the 3.30. Well, I guess if you're on Eastern time, it would be 1 o'clock and 4.30. But the midday games go more how you would expect and how books would expect than primetime games. I feel like because players are not as juiced up, there's not as much hype around the games, uh, not as much eyes on the players as there is during the midday slate. And... I, you know, that could just be way off the mark, but I feel like it's a trend that I've seen and it's not something I live and die by. It's, it's surely not something I live and die by, but it's something I consider when I make these picks because, um, it's noticeable, it's a noticeable trend and I'm not necessarily sure how I can dive into like some of the, some of the stats or the metrics on that, but, um, it's, I feel like it's happened more often than not enough where I've noticed it um, in my tenure, in my betting tenure. So uh, that's something I told him a long time ago. It's something I, I consider to to this day. Yeah, no, that's that's truly to anybody listening. That's some of the best advice I've ever received because I saw it happen. Like I would like pay attention to it. And whether you like are just starting betting or you've been betting for a long time, just like try to pay attention to it. Because um, primetime games are whack. But if you think about it, the NFL is a business. You're not in college. It's not college football. You don't have all the distractions to get in your way. If you have a 12 o'clock game the next day, you're going to bed at 9, 9.30. You're going to get up. You're only thinking about the game. You're going to have breakfast. You're going to shower. And you're going to go to the field. It's like, what distractions do you have right there? So it's exactly what – whatever your game plan is, in my opinion, and Harrison's, and I would assume a lot of people, it makes – so much more sense that it would be go the way that the game plan should go in those 12 o'clock games. Um, there's just so much opportunity, so much more opportunity for distractions with games later in the day, it being at night, the emotions heightened. Um, so yeah, that's, so thank you, Harrison, for telling me that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just a opinion there, but it, I feel like it's happened more often than not. But um yeah, yeah, that's uh, we're finishing up with the slate uh, NFL week two. Again, just a reminder: please go look at our Twitter account for those player props that we fire off. Um, also, uh, Thursday when we do our official picks show, um, send us send us something on Twitter, send us a DM, send us an email, man. Uh, we would love to answer any questions specifically about a game, uh, whether it's college football or NFL football. Um, or a player, and so uh, just fire those off. We'll try and make time to answer those on the next show. Um, you know, now that we're on NFL, Brendan, 
I need your NFL MVP and your Super Bowl champion right now. Okay. Um, Reg- regular season MVP and then Super Bowl winner team. So you have a, a player, regular season MVP, and then your Super Bowl winning team. As I'm right putting now. you on the spot as of right now. Okay. Okay. Mm. I'll give you two because I, I don't know. And if I give you this one, you're going to think I'm an idiot. Um, but I'm going to stand by what I said at the very beginning of this. The Eagles are going to win 14 games and lose in the first round of the playoffs. I kind of like Jalen Hurts winning MVP. He's got A.J. Brown. He's got – and I know everyone is calling me an idiot right now. But I always love Jalen Hurts. One time I DM'd him on Instagram, like, you're going to do so great in the NFL. It's a true story. Uh, if you want to see it, I have the evidence. Um, and he's a dog, a D-A-W-G dog. That's what he is. And um, he's got the weapons for passing now. If they open it up a little more, the offense is electric. Um, so that's who I would say. Um, but my other one, just because he's an animal and, oh, my God, maybe not the best quarterback in the league, but you would argue Patrick Mahomes winning it again. If they let, if they, he does what he did last game for the whole season – how could you not give it to him? Yeah. Yeah. Understandable, especially the way he started this past week. But, you know, my Super Bowl pick, I've already said it once, but I'll say it again. The Chargers, baby. I think they, they have the team. I hope they have the team. Uh, it, it may just be because I love this team so much that I think they're going to win. But um, I love how they went out and found a bunch of defensive pieces to help support Justin Herbert because I also think Justin Herbert's going to win the MVP, man. I think he's so insanely good. Um, I think he's a better pure passer than anybody in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, take that as you will, but he's so good. Just uh, If you have a chance to watch a full game of his do it. You'd be doing yourself a huge favor. It's incredible. Uh, my other, if I had to pick another one, I'd pick Lamar Jackson. Uh, I love the the Ravens this year. And I think he is playing with his ass lit on fire because he is in a prove it, prove it season. And he, uh, he's trying to, <laughs> he, he's trying to get that money, man. He's trying to get that contract. And so, uh, I, I love him. I love his odds too. Uh, I have a ticket for both him and uh, Herbie MVP uh, earlier in the season. Got really good odds on them. You could probably still get good odds on Lamar, but yeah, man, I, I love those uh, two players. I love their teams as well. How much money did Lamar just turn down? Was two hundred. Like- it was like two hundred sixty million dollars, and one hundred thirty oh. of it was guaranteed. And he, he, want, he basically wanted Russell Wilson guaranteed money. That's ridiculous. What do you need that money for? I don't know. I guess he uh, – I think it's more of a principle thing yeah. where he knows – like, I, I, I know it too. I, I think he's a top three QB in the league, hands down, and I think he will continue to be for the next 10 years plus. Uh, so he has more value than someone like Russell Wilson, who doesn't have 10 years in the league. Um, and certainly, I mean, shit, if you pay Deshaun Watson that much money, a dude who's an actual rapist, like, come on. You, Lamar Jackson deserves more than that. And so um, I think it's a principal thing. And, you know, he's he's his own agent, too, which is uh, just as... It is cool, man. I like so much respect to him for doing that. I think if he wavered that much money in my face, uh, I wouldn't be able to turn that down. So uh, props to him and doing what he's doing. So uh, I love him as a as a player, and I love him as a person too. I think the Ravens really like him as well, and they rally around him and the the guy that he is. Like that. I didn't get oh. to answer. I didn't get to answer real quick. My Super Bowl pick, and this is very bland, but the Bills have the best team. And I think Josh Allen gets the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I mean they're due, man, and they're angry. They they I feel like they deserve to be in the Super Bowl the past two years. And they got robbed last year, just like the Chiefs got robbed the year before. Um and 
or that may have been two years ago when, whenever they played the Patriots uh, and they lost because they went to overtime and Mahomes didn't get to touch the ball. Same with the Bills against the Chiefs last year. Overtime, Josh Allen didn't even touch the ball in overtime. Totally unfair. They need to change that rule. Completely asinine. But that's another conversation. Yep. Well, that's it for our NFL Week 2 slate. Again, follow our Twitter account. and That's where our player props and live bets will be fired off. Uh, so glad that you are listening. Make sure to listen in Thursday for our official picks. Send in any uh, questions or comments. Uh, we'd love to answer those on Thursday's show. Glad that you're here and looking forward to Thursday. Appreciate Brendan being on. Yep, thanks for having me. Pass me back anytime.